You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazz radio, WETF.org. This is John Clark, and we are here on the Jazz Focus today. We are focusing on uh, a New Orleans band led by the clarinetist George Lewis. George Lewis was born in 1900 in New Orleans and um, played locally uh, for most of his early career up until about 1945 or so. He uh, played in uh, bands in the 1920s. He uh, played WPA jobs, a lot of things to get him through the Depression. He ended up taking a job on the docks as a a loader of boats and so forth to keep body and soul together because music jobs were not plentiful. He was injured on the job uh, sometime at the beginning of World War II, I guess, and his recuperation involved uh, going back to playing more. And he became quite an adept clarinet player in the style. He was leading groups in the early 40s, uh, different dance halls in the African-American sections of New Orleans, uh, when uh, Bunk Johnson was uh, brought back to town. Bunk Johnson had been one of the most significant players in the early part of the 20th century. He had left town fairly early to go on the road with circuses and different things and ended up coming back uh, at various points and uh, had to stop playing because he lost his teeth uh, in... um, probably the late 1920s, early 1930s, and he worked on a cotton plantation for a while before he was rediscovered by people like Bill Russell and Charles Edward Smith who were getting into early jazz. And then he was brought back to New Orleans and, as they said, given a new set of teeth and a new trumpet, and he was in business. Uh, He was surrounded, he did not pick the musicians, but he was surrounded by the George Lewis Band. He referred to them as emergency musicians. He was not too impressed with their playing. He had high standards, although his playing was not in good shape by the time he started recording again in 1943. Uh, The Lewis Band continued to back uh, Johnson even on trips to New York. They played at the Stuyvesant Casino in 1946, made quite a few recordings for a lot of different labels, uh, American Music and and, uh, even RCA Victor and some other uh, labels as well. When Buck Johnson went to uh, San Francisco for a while, George Lewis was given the opportunity to make records under his own name, which he did, and uh, became somewhat successful that way, even though he was technically still playing with Bunk Johnson. By about 1946-47, Johnson had finally had it and uh, stopped playing with them, started playing with some New York musicians, although his career didn't go too much further after that. And Lewis... uh, wanted to put his own band together in the same style, so he had to replace uh, Johnson with another trumpet player. And there were several contenders at the time, but the one who won the job in about 1948 was a fellow named Elmer Talbert. Elmer Cuckoo Talbert, so-called. And to the end of his life, George Lewis always said that Talbert was his favorite trumpet player. And he was with the Lewis Band for about two years before he passed away quite suddenly at the end of 1950 and made a fair number of live recordings and nothing, not really studio dates, but some jam session recordings and so forth. And that's what we're going to be listening to today. We started the program with two tunes that were recorded from a live radio show in either late September or early uh, October of 1950. Uh, We started with the Bugle Boy March, which was uh, at one point called the American Soldier, I believe, and then went to the Savoy Blues. And the band in this case was Elmer Talbert on trumpet, George Lewis on clarinet, Jim Robinson on trombone, Alton Purnell on piano, Lawrence Marrero on banjo, Alcides Slowdrag Pavageau on bass, and Joe Watkins on drums. And uh, it was a very powerful band. These were musicians who were not yet past their prime. Most of them were uh, still in their 40s. Uh, Lewis
Lewis and Talbert were both about 50, uh, about to turn 50 or had just turned 50. Jim Robinson was a bit older. He was about 58 and, and Alcide Pavageau was a bit older than that. He was uh, probably about 65 or so. Uh, Joe Watkins was quite young, and Alton Purnell and Lawrence Marrero were kind of in the middle. But these were musicians who had been playing around New Orleans really since they were kids, and they had the style down perfectly. And uh, this band was important in American music for bringing this style of music out to the rest of the country from this point on. This is the so-called New Orleans Revival. So Bugle Boy March is a typical march that was played at parades and so forth. It was adopted by jazz bands probably in the early part of the century. Savoy Blues owed its uh, inspiration to the Louis Armstrong Hot Five or Savoy Ballroom Five recording uh, in 1927 or thereabouts. And uh, George Lewis actually quoted quite extensively from the Louis Armstrong trumpet solo in his solo. And there was a great rarity, a Lawrence Marrero banjo solo. He usually just played... Uh, straight rhythm, but here he played a, a very nice solo that called to mind the work of uh, guitar player Lonnie Johnson on the original record. Jim Robinson played a, a tribute to the tunes composer, Kid Ori, right from the record, and Elmer Talbert led the band very well on the out choruses. And we're going to hear some driving playing by him. We did on Bugle Boy March. So now we're going to go to a uh, recording that was recorded at a party. Uh, a jazz fan in New Orleans named Herbert Otto had a party on, uh, we're told, November 23rd of 1949 and invited quite a few black jazz musicians uh, to the party, including the whole George Lewis band. And uh, Lewis's band played a number of things as well as mixing and matching with some of the other players. We're going to hear a couple of things that were basically just his band. We're going to start with a tune called Willie the Weeper, which was clearly a favorite of this group and of Talbert in particular, it was recorded four or five times on different live dates uh, that we are, are sampling, but this is the recording that I think shows the band off the best, and it is indeed pretty much the same band. I don't think um, there's a piano on here. I don't think Alton Purnell made it from the bar in time to do this tune, and a young white musician named Bob Matthews was sitting in on the drums. After that, we're going to go to something called uh, the George Lewis Jam Session. This was just a, uh, a sort of a casual jam session produced by Dr. Edmund Souchon at Filiberto's Music Store in New Orleans in May, May 22nd of 1950. Uh, the recording quality is not great, but the music is very good. We're going to hear Ole Miss Rag, uh, which is sometimes credited to W.C. Handy, and that's, again, with the same band. Then back to the Herbert Auto Party, and we're going to hear a version of My Bucket's Got a Hole in It, with the verse up front played uh, by the clarinet and trombone. Apparently Elmer Talbert didn't know it or didn't want to play it. He came in on the chorus, actually a little bit late on the chorus, but um, it really goes to a, a, a stirring climax by the end of that tune. Then we're going to finish up with a uh, New Orleans standard by Clarence Williams, Spencer Williams, called uh, Royal Garden Blues, and that's from September 2nd of 1950 and a radio broadcast. So those are our tunes, the George Lewis Band featuring the driving lead of Elmer Talbert. And we're going to hear Willie the Weeper, Old Miss Rag, My Bucket's Got a Hole in It, and the Royal Garden Blues.
So that was some spirited music, obviously meant for dancing, or at least derived from dance music. That heavy 4-4 beat, very relentless, and that's what traditional New Orleans music was in opposition to Dixieland types of music that grew out of the 1920s that emphasized a two-beat feel. Uh, the New Orleans bands almost invariably played in four, which is an interesting point to be made. So we started out with that... A uh, version of Willie the Weeper, which had been recorded by the Louis Armstrong Hot 7, and that was done at Herbert Otto's party on November 23rd of 1949, and Elmer Talbert especially was uh, on fire on that one. He quoted the Louis Armstrong solo quite extensively in his own solo, and that drove to a pretty good conclusion. Then we heard from that jam session, Old Miss, from May of 1950. That was a good laid-back performance with an interesting uh, arrangement touch. I think might have been an accident, but worked nonetheless. The clarinet and the trombone played the verse uh, at the beginning of the tune with... Uh, well, actually, the whole band in that case played the verse uh, and then went into the chorus. Um, but again, kind of a laid-back performance of that. The one with the clarinet and trombone verse was the next one from Herbert Otto's party, My Bucket's Got a Hole in It. Uh, I would assume that probably Elmer Talbert was caught flat-footed and didn't know the verse, and uh, he came in on the chorus after a little while. The first four bars elapsed of the chorus, I guess. So it was a little bit of a, a, a ragged performance at the beginning, but as it got moving, it really came together very nicely with a nice muted solo by Talbert, thoroughly redeeming himself. And we just finished up with that Royal Garden Blues from uh, uh, September 2nd of 1950. That was from that same radio show or the radio series that George Lewis was doing. It was called the Dixieland Clambake. And thankfully, we were able to edit out the commentary before the tunes, which was a little hard to take. So we're going to go on now to... Um Another radio broadcast, I think this might be the Dixieland Clambake as well. This is a, a, an interesting band. It has two trumpets in it. In addition to Elmer, Ta Elmer Talbert, we have Percy Humphrey. And Humphrey uh, took Talbert's place after uh, Talbert passed away in 1950 and uh, toured with the Lewis Band for a year or two until he found that he couldn't be away from town and his insurance business for such long periods. And then his place was taken by Avery Kid Howard, who had played those early sessions in 1943. So so the two-trumpet uh, band will be featured on a tune called the Red Rose Rag, which sounds like very much like one of the strains of Bogalusa Strut. All of these tunes from New Orleans sort of came and went and morphed and transmogrified and what have you. That was from, uh, if I didn't say, March 5th of 1950. Then we're going to go back to that Herbert Otto party, same band, and we're going to hear we Shall Walk Through the Streets of the City, which has many different permutations of title, Streets of the City and so forth. And this will feature a vocal by Joe Watkins. Um, very good band here. This uh, will have uh, Albert Giles playing drums and to allow Watkins to walk up to the uh, microphone, I suppose. And I told a lie early on. I said Watkins was the youngest member of the band. He was not. He and Simon Mar or, uh, Lawrence Marrero were actually born in 1900, the same year as Talbert and George Lewis. They were all exact contemporaries. Alton Purnell was the youngster in the band. He was only born in 1911. Then we're going to go to that jam session uh, recording again that was done in May of 1950, and we're going to hear uh, a very old tune called Make Me a Pallet on the Floor, which uh, W.C. Handy later turned into the Atlanta blues. He sped it up a bit, but this is probably an early type of blues uh, form uh, right here, and we'll hear a nice, very impassioned performance of that. 
Then back to the Herbert Auto Party, and we will hear a terrific version of the Weary Blues. And this uh, features some really outstanding playing by the leader, uh, George Lewis. Uh, who was not known as a as a great technician, but who could really get around on on the clarinet when the heat got turned up, and you'll hear that there. So those are our tunes for this set: the Roseleaf Rag, Walk Through the Streets of the City, Make Me a Pallet on the Floor, and Weary Blues. <laughs> Jehovah, 
pilgrims through this wandering land.
quite a lively crowd at that Dixieland Clambake. We had a little bonus there on Runnin' Wild, uh, which was done for the Dixieland Clambake on September 2nd of 1950. We started out that set with the Roseleaf Rag from March of 1950, featuring the regular band, Elmer Talbert on trumpet, George, Jim Robinson on trombone, George Lewis on clarinet, Alton Purnell on piano, Lawrence Marrero on banjo, uh, I'll see the slow drag Pavageau on bass and Joe Watkins on drums. And on that tune, uh, added to the ensemble was Percy Humphrey, who I think may have played lead trumpet on that. Then we went to that Herbert Auto party and heard uh, Joe Watkins do the vocal on We Shall Walk Through the Streets of the City, with his place of the drums being taken by Albert Giles for that number. Then we heard a uh, another Elmer Talbert vocal on Make Me a Pallet on the Floor, very bluesy, from uh, May 22nd of 1950 in that jam session uh, put together by Dr. Edmund Souchon. Then we heard the Weary Blues, a good driving performance of that New Orleans classic from November of 1949, again at Herbert Otto's party. And then we finished up with Runnin' Wild. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This has been the George Lewis Band playing in 1949 and 1950. I guess it was the George Lewis Ragtime Band at the time. And it featured the lead trumpet of Elmer Talbert, a very under-recorded musician who passed away only about two months after the last recordings done here. Uh, in October of 1950, he died in December, uh, nicknamed Cuckoo. He was a, a very fine and fiery trumpet player, sort of in the Louis Armstrong style, but not playing a lot of high notes, just a lot of really um, powerful playing in the middle and middle-upper register. So we're going to hear two tunes uh, that feature him on vocals and trumpet. We're going to hear the Boyd Atkins tune, Heebie Jeebies, taken from the Louis Armstrong Hot Five record. And that's from the Herbert Otto Party in November of uh, 1949. And then we're going to end up with probably his last recording on that Dixieland Clambake uh, broadcast, By and By, the spiritual, where he introduces all the instruments as well. So this is a good tribute to a fine trumpet player who never got his due, just simply didn't live long enough. Elmer Talbert playing with the George Lewis Ragtime Band. So thank you very much. We are the Jazz Focus. I am John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazzradiowetf.org. So thank you very much, and tune in again next week.